Well, since 2015, thanks to a link to colorectal cancer, the World Health Organization has been urging people to moderate their consumption of red meat. Some have actually taken it a step further, writing red meat off completely as a carcinogen and avoiding it altogether. Now, in light of this, uh, more people than ever are considering a vegan diet. Last year, for example, sales of vegan food in the U.S., how about this, rose 10 times faster, 10 times faster than food sales as a whole. And of course, A&W, McDonald's, and now Burger King have all started selling vegan burgers. And some big meat companies have started investing in fake meat technology, as it were. And also, added to all of that, in 2019, experts are predicting that nearly 3 million, 3 million people will go vegan. Now, a New York Times bestselling author recently started a uh, firestorm online by pointing out in an Instagram post that uh, these vegan meats might actually not be as healthy as you think, as you think, as one might think. In a post entitled, What Side Are You On? Asking Without Judgment, this uh, author uh, actually, as I mentioned, started a bit of a firestorm by laying out the ingredient list gap, if you will, behind a uh, pack of beef and a vegan patty. So... Are vegan burgers, are they an expensive hoax, or are they actually uh, worth the money? Let's ask uh, registered uh, registered dietitian and nutritionist uh, Carol Harrison. She's on the line and joins us now on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Carol, good afternoon. Nice to speak with you again. Hello there, and nice to chat with you as well. All right. Uh, what is your take on this? As I mentioned, A&W, uh, I've seen a lot of commercials. They put a lot of marketing uh, behind this. A lot of these fast food places are now pushing vegan burgers. Are they truly a healthier alternative? Yeah, well, I think we do have to be, as you alluded to, careful of this you know, health halo greenwashing that can happen just because something's called plant-based. doesn't mean it's going to be healthier. doesn't mean it's going to be better for the environment. But if I can just quickly back up, because I do want to give some information. Um, you mentioned um, colorectal cancer. And in 2018, Health Canada, um, in their evidence review, looking at you know the food guide and they're constantly updating their knowledge, they said that now there is no longer convincing evidence that fresh red meat, so I'm talking like the burgers, the ground beef, the steaks, the chops, uh, beef, pork, lamb, there's no longer convincing evidence that red, fresh red meat is linked with colon cancer. We have questions and concerns around the processed meats, bacon, sausage, bologna, hot dogs, fresh red meats um, are not a concern. And I'll be honest, even when there, when there was an issue, um, what we call the relative risk in science was always very small. So it wasn't even something that some people would have said was uh, a really strong association. It was never a cause. It was always an association. But the World Cancer Research Fund says you can have 500 grams of uh, meat a week and Canadians are eating about 288 a week. So this idea that we're eating too much red meat, that's a problem, the link with cancer is really in my mind, not an issue. 280 is where we're at on average and the upper limit is 500. So in my mind, on average, Canadians are doing okay. So just okay. to mention that. Yeah. Well, that's great and very important information. And thanks for bringing that out. But uh, when we look at these vegan patties that have been uh, taking off and more and more people are consuming them, thinking they're a healthier alternative, is it uh, because uh, when you look at what these patties consist of, it might not just be uh, you know the plant-based stuff, but uh, everything else that's packed into them? Right. So um, I was trying to find uh, the ingredient list for the, the Burger King um, option that's come out recently, but I have looked at any ingredient lists for other competitor-type products like that. 
we're talking 22 ingredients. They have to add 11 vitamins and minerals to actually bolster them up to make them as nutritious as what you'll find in a single ingredient patty. So from a health point of view, they're highly processed. I would say if you're looking for a vegetarian option, you know, maybe have a falafel, like what people would normally eat, you know, um, in terms of a patty, um, the, the least process is always the better way to go. And let's remember, like, beef is um, full of uh, hunger-curbing protein. It's king for iron, B, vitamin, zinc. I mean, people, you know, often it's a negative narrative. They don't often talk about, you know, the upside in terms of the nutritional value mm-hmm. of beef. It's actually one of the most nutritious things in a fast food restaurant. It's just a single beef patty. It's all the other stuff that goes with it that makes a fast food meal not so healthy. Okay, well, actually, you're delving into a couple of things I wanted to talk about with you. And first and foremost, that to those that have written red meat off uh, completely, is that a good strategy? Is that uh, nutritionally sound just to, to take that right out of your diet? Or as you just uh, kind of mentioned and alluded to, there are some health benefits. No, I think um, certainly people can make up their own mind. You can have a vegetarian diet. That's, you know, no one food makes or breaks a healthy diet. But there's a lot that, you know, red meat does have to offer. You get 26 grams of hunger-curbing protein for less than 200 calories. So when you compare, like, plant and animal-based proteins, um, animal proteins are king when it comes to a concentrated source of protein for a very few number of calories. Um, and so if anyone's um, thinking that maybe they're going to be healthier for it, uh, it really depends on your total diet and, you know, what you're eating. And if you're eating a lot of highly processed, these, you know, um, plant-based proteins, then, you know, you're no, you're not really better for it. I like the idea of just combining plant and animal-based uh, foods. Um, so I will often have, you know, beef and, and beans and, you know, or even lentils and fish together in the same, in the same meal. Yeah. Would you recommend a grass-fed uh, beef? Uh, when I consume beef, and I've really tried to eat a, a lot cleaner since the beginning of the year, and I'm becoming more cognizant and aware of that, that I, I think beef does, as you say, uh, you know, give you some uh, health benefits, but is it better to eat that grass-fed beef? Well, from a nutrition point of view, there's marginally more omega-3 fats, but it's not enough to really make a difference in terms of like human health. So I would say if you want to get your omega-3s, you really want to be eating fatty fish. So try to have fish a, a few nights a week. Um, it might be a little bit of a leaner choice uh, for a lot of, uh, so they're both good choices. You can't go wrong. What a lot of people don't realize is that when the cattle, after they're born, they're actually out on pasture. They spend the large majority of their life out eating uh, grass on land that's marginal, rocky, hilly, dry. You could never grow crops on it. We have a third of our agricultural land in Canada is actually like that. It's like, well, what would we do with that land anyway? We can't grow anything on it um, and it protects the biodiversity. So I was at a, a conference in a bird studies Canada uh environmentalists said, you know, keeping the cattle on that land is actually really great because it's not getting developed and everything that lives on that land is um, is able to do that because the cattle are there grazing it um, and keeping it in uh, healthy. You know, I had a colleague because I've been doing a lot of batch cooking and bringing my lunches in and trying to eat healthier and I mentioned the grass-fed beef that was in my meal and uh, he kind of snickered at me and said, well, how do you know? Did you follow that cattle around its entire life? But uh, from yeah. what what I understand, uh, grass-fed beef... Too. Uh, yeah, what's that, sorry? Expensive. It's more expensive as well. And, you know, yeah. you have to be mindful. Here in Toronto, like one, one, you know, with three kids are growing up in families that grow below poverty. And I, I don't want uh, levels and I don't want uh, people to think that they, they need to be choosing that. The regular people yeah. buy at the grocery stores, 
you know, double thumbs up in my books. That's what I buy. Okay, because uh, from what I've read and understand is that uh, the difference between grass-fed and, and other beef is just that they fatten the cattle up using uh, grains and such yeah, so they right. can get them yeah. to market quicker. Well, yeah, so um, grass-fed um, animals would take longer to, to get to market. Um, and, I mean, it's nice that we have choices, right? And the cattle that would be fin they call it being finished. So in Ontario, they're very, they're finished in on corn. And um, in Alberta, it'll be finished on barley because that's the grains that are, are available and locally, you know, uh, better priced for the farmers. Um, and that's usually like maybe about for the last, you know, 100 or so days of their of their life, maybe 120 plus. Um, it kind of ranges, obviously. There's no hard and fast number on it. But they spend most of their life out on pasture. And then, yeah, and then the grass-fed versus grain-fed really just meant, means how are they finished? How do they spend that last um, portion of their life? Um, and it will change the, the flavor of the beef um, and slightly the nutrition profile, but nothing, again, from a nutrition point of view, it's really significant. Yeah. All right. Just finally, to bring this full circle and back to the vegan burgers, uh, is the problem with the vegan burger, not only the processing it uh, goes through, as we were just mentioning, there's processing with beef and cattle as well, uh, but the processing the vegan patties go through, but also if somebody goes to, you know, A&W, it's all the stuff they put on top of that burger. <laughs> Oh, 100%. So it's the big, fluffy, you know, refined carbohydrates, the puns, the, the condiments, the, the French fries, the pop, like um, those. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, I like to go for a burger and I'll, I'll have my fast food meals once in a while. It's really what you eat, you know, day in and day out that really matters. But, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, the beef patty itself is probably the most nutritious thing in a fast food restaurant on its own. And I'm glad you mentioned the processing because, Think about what's the life cycle of 22 ingredients. Like some of these ingredients are pomegranate juice. So we don't even grow pomegranates in Canada and not even juice, sorry, dehydrated pomegranate powder. So that's grown somewhere else. It's, you know, extruded, it's packaged. It's these 22 ingredients are brought together. So can you tell me the environmental footprint is better than beef? Like, I don't know. Has anyone actually ever looked into that? Like, I, I think that might be really interesting too. So don't assume that just because it's plant-based, that's automatically better for the environment. All right, we're gonna to have to uh, leave it there. By the way, I'm with you, Carol. There's nothing wrong every now and again with a uh, with a good gut bomb, a good burger. <laughs> Carol, thanks for the time as always. Thank you. There goes Carol Harrison, registered dietitian and founder of the Yummy Lunch Club, Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.